If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Welcome to the Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinProsperityPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. For anyone listening, this episode is visually intensive. So visit our YouTube channel, CoinCompass.com slash YouTube to follow along. We use TradingView for all our charts, and you can sign up for a free account at CoinCompass.com slash TradingView. So thank you for joining us again. It's been a while since we've done one of these, um, at least four weeks, I think. Uh, not too much has actually happened in um, overall markets since we last did our analysis on this, but we will go through. Um, so our last episode, we basically said that Bitcoin and gold would see more downside. We were waiting for VIX to fill that gap, and we believe that risk assets, risk assets, sorry, would also follow suit. That was our main contention. Um, we will look at Bitcoin and gold in a second, um, see if we were actually right on that. The VIX was going to follow that gap, and that still basically is out there with the VIX. So if we look here, we just see it is chasing this gap. We did have a pop up uh, four weeks ago, um, but it's still heading down. So yeah, it looks like we're chasing this open gap here, which is just above $18. Now, having said that, um, even if it gets filled, it doesn't mean we're automatically going to reverse. So the VIX going down means volatility is going down. It means the expectation of um, that the market will go down in the next 30 days is low. So if the VIX is low, everyone's presuming that the market is going to keep going up. When the VIX is high, it's basically all hell's breaking loose. So we had the VIX get to 84 when COVID um, yeah, first basically started hitting the airwaves a couple months after actually, and it's slowed down since. So we're just, we believe that, yeah, we're chasing this gap. Um, doesn't make any sense when you think of what's happening in the global economy. And it looks like risk assets are following suit. So if we go to the wheelchair 4,500, this is 4,500 of um, global listed corporations. Same thing. Now, in our video, we didn't believe that this was going to be filled. That gap was so high up there on the World Chart 4500. We thought, nah, that won't get filled this year or next year. It might take a decade. But we're chasing it. So I'd say we're looking at filling that gap pretty soon. Now, what's leading to all this? Well, I just want to show you this. Now, this is the GDP of the United States by sector or by industry. The number one category for income of GDP, contributing to GDP income in the US is finance, insurance, real estate, rental and leasing. So that includes real estate. So in essence, we're looking at money. The exchange of money is what is the biggest contributor to GDP. So the only hard asset included in there is housing. And we saw what happened to housing in 2008. Below that, you got professional and business services and then government and then well and truly below that's manufacturing. So the majority of GDP in the United States actually comes from people trading money back and forth. And when we say money, we're actually referring to debt. It is a debt-based system. And what's been happening since the outbreak of COVID, and you'll see these headlines, Federal Reserve is now buying some of these asset classes. 
So that stuff we just looked at, all that money that's going in between all these private, huge private banks, well, they're on the verge of, you know, basically just collapsing. And we had an interview with Mark Yusko on this very podcast where he just said, he got a phone call and he said, we're an hour away from everything collapsing. And the Fed is bailing things out. And the Fed is bailing things out, how? By literally printing money and giving cheap credit away. So that's what they're doing. They're just you know, throwing more printed money into the system with the hope of blocking, blocking the dam from bursting. So that's why we're looking at these risk assets, which are 4,500 and the NASDAQ going up. So here we've got this uh, NASDAQ on a logarithmic chart, and this is from the bottom of 2009, and when the uptrend well and truly began in 2010. And we are not far off hitting the top of this logarithmic chart here. Now, it doesn't mean when it hits it, it's gonna reverse and come back to a couple of these points here. It doesn't mean that at all. It could keep going straight through. But that V right there, I mean, that is colossal. Um, you'd expect some reprieve at some point. So we could have the NASDAQ hitting the top of this logarithmic scale here. That could coincide with the VIX hitting its gap down here. Although by the, and, and um, if we wanna look at US 30 year yields, and this here is a 40 year chart. Um, this is a monthly chart, and we just see yields have been going lower and lower and lower. And in essence, I do believe that we're heading towards a zero bound for yields. This is what's happened in Europe. Um, we had a huge decline this year, and I'd say we are due for a bounce. I think that yield, yields will go up, which means bond prices will come down, um, and try and revisit the 1.8 at least, be even closer to 2% uh, before potentially turning over. So we could see bond prices going down, equities rallying, the VIX chasing that gap all simultaneously. So I want to talk about gold later, but first I will jump on to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin, because we've just had the end of a month, I want to look at a monthly um, basis. So this is Bitcoin on a monthly chart, and we can see that it is falling between these two trend lines. Now that pattern, um, could call it a wedge, um, a triangle. It's not really a succinct pattern as is, but we basically just see it is trapped between this line of support, um, which is at 5,300 at the moment, and then this downward trend line, which is now below $10,000. Um, our contention was in our last, you know, over the last two or three months, we needed a minimum, a weekly close above 10,400, and that still remains the case. We just need to see. A solid close on preferably a monthly basis now above 10,000 for this pattern to basically be redundant and for the new bull market to begin. Now, our contention has been that Bitcoin, since COVID erupted, has not behaving like a risk, ass, uh, risk off asset, but it's been correlated to the SP 500. So, we believe that in essence, a lot of people have been stuck indoors, nothing to do, thinking, how am I going to earn some money, and have been day trading reason the stock market's going up, A, they believe the Fed is a stopgap, will prevent it from going down. And we think that mentality has come across to Bitcoin as well. People are like, well, look at what happened from 2017 all the way to top of 20 in one year, um, to top of 20, December 2017. 
And we think they're day trading Bitcoin. So they don't understand the um, fundamentals of Bitcoin. And we just think it's being treated as a, um, as a risk on asset, and people are day trading it due to the COVID-19 um, epidemic, pandemic, sorry. So yeah, personally, I think there is more downside to Bitcoin. The only pattern potentially playing out that would change my mind is an inverse head and shoulders, which I'll talk about later. But this pattern we're basically seeing across, this is a weekly non-logarithmic scale, so a weekly linear scale, and same thing. This is just such a strong pattern playing out, um, trapped between these two trend lines and this um, triangle here. So yeah, we could you know revisit down here at 5,300 around there. Um, and the only line of support below that is as a swing trader is 4,400. So that's, you know, that, that I do think we're going to see more downside in Bitcoin. And looking at the same thing. So on a logarithmic weekly chart, we've got a penance potentially playing out here. So, and the inverse head and shoulders I was talking about is it's not very pretty i have to admit so on a weekly chart you could basically make the argument that we have got right here the head inverted and then we've got up here the left shoulder And then over here, we've got the right shoulder. Which basically means if we break above that level there, 10,400, then we could see this pattern playing out. So that is a potential scenario there, this inverse head and shoulders. It's not very pretty. It actually hasn't formed yet. But that is a key point, 10,400. We need to see a break above that and a close above that on a weekly scale to basically say, yep, I think we are looking at um, a new bull market in Bitcoin. But until then, it's not convincing. So a lot of signs pointing to more downside to Bitcoin. We see this as a good opportunity to accumulate. We think the macro climate is setting up for a really good um, bull run for Bitcoin, but it might be six months away. Um, there's Bitcoin is still largely misunderstood. People still do not understand the fundamental values of Bitcoin. Um, one thing I wanted to look at was gold. So gold is very exciting. So we mentioned this before. We think gold, and this is a monthly chart of gold, is forming a massive cup and handle pattern. So here, this is a 10-year cup. And we'd be looking at the handle forming. And I mean, I've just drawn this as an example, but the cup of handle pattern is a very reliable one in markets. And to give you an example, this is the US dollar against the Brazilian real. And this is one that I was watching playing out. Um, we had this on a weekly chart. You had the cup forming here. And then the handle formed. And look at that breakout, about 40% price rise. Um, actually, no, apologies. That basically hit just under 50% price gain in this cup and handle pattern. So huge. 
So that is the pattern that we are looking at in gold. And it could be, you know, again, six months to a year away from forming. So this is where we are at the moment. We are still in this, I would say, no man's land. It is not a trader's market at the moment. I think it is an investor's gearing up for an investor's market. Um, I do not want to comment on equities. I uh, feel you know, full disclosure. I actually went short last week and lost some money. Um, I am long gold at the moment, but I would say it is an investor's market. Uh, you've got some good opportunities coming up if these scenarios play out to accumulate Bitcoin and accumulate gold. Um, bonds, equities, I just you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, there's just too many macro things at play here. So that's where we are. Uh, I hope that made sense. If it doesn't, if you have any questions, please hit us up at Coin Compass. This is what we're here for. And thanks for tuning in to Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.